Welcome to the IAH podcast, where we profile fellows of the Institute for the Arts and Humanities here at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I'm Philip Hollingsworth, coordinator for faculty programs. In this episode, I continue my conversation with Susan Harbage Page, assistant professor of women's and gender studies. In this part of our conversation, Professor Page speaks to the magic of photography, teaching through art making, and the importance of consistency in the artistic process. Well, what originally drew you to photography? What was that, that attraction? Um, I took two classes in high school, and that was really my major education in photography until much, much later when I went back and got an MFA in photography. But it was magic to me at that moment in time. You could go into the dark room and you would slowly see this image develop and looking and seeing the world with a camera around your neck makes you see things differently. You look more closely. Mm -hmm. You engage with issues and objects and light and it just makes you pay attention in a different way. And I think also switching things from color to black and white. Just it's another it's another way of it's kind of another language. Like music right. is another language. That's another language. Is your art making or your your creative process is this kind of like a daily Well, I work I work on something every day. And I'm trying to pull now 10 years of work together on the U.S.-Mexico border. So I'm actually doing more writing and editing now than usual. However, I did spend, spend three months in Italy this spring, and I made over 80 drawings and paintings. So I worked every day. And my goal was not to have an end point, but I just said to myself when I was working, okay, I'm going to make a mark every day. Yeah. And if it's good and I bring it back to the United States and other people appreciate it, that's great. But if not, I've just had that process for myself. And it's a lot like writing. You have different drafts. You make a piece right. and then you make it bigger and then I find myself adding to it. And the first time I went to the border to photograph that shrine, I never thought I would be coming back. And then when I did come back to walk the border, I didn't know I was going to still be working on this 10 years later. But I do find that my personal history really informs the work and a lot of it is what I'm tr dealing with at that time and what I'm trying to figure out. I've done right. work on breast cancer because I was in the midst of having breast cancer and 15 years out from that now so that's not the locus of my work. It's, it's about other things that I'm thinking about and trying to explore and find the answers right. to or create a bigger question for. I think the reason I ask is it is to almost demystify some things because I think for me, for example, when I was younger, learning a guitar, it seems like this monolithic object. Um. And it's like, no, I just took a summer and I taught myself how to play a guitar. And it just takes that daily practice of actually just doing it. Yeah. Or, I so I have my master's degree in saxophone performance, and that is what I learned from music. My pra music practice is every day I would practice three hours a day. It was discipline. It wasn't just going to happen. You had to work at it mm -hmm. every day. And it was additive, and sometimes you had plateaus. And But the thing for me is the discipline. It's like nobody it's, – it's not going to be easy. You have to work for it. And – you have to push yourself to, to new levels. And it's for me, it's something gets pushed forward every day, whether it's a line on a drawing or making an image 
or sending out some photos for a, a curator or writing up a new artist statement or like today I pulled together a group of images I'm giving a talk at the Baltimore Museum of Art on Thursday um, about privilege and okay. so you know like that's just one of the things that I did today what do you do when it's not there when it's not working you know so there's some days where you can be really productive and really create a lot perhaps and then there's days where it's just not coming out is there I a way you take it. your mind off of it, or you just push uh, through it? or? Yeah, I take a lot of walks, especially when I'm in Italy. I walk every single day, morning and night, and I think that really helps um, shift things. And also, I think it's, for me, it's about taking the pressure off. Right. All I have to do is go into the studio and make a mark, or I'm going to go to the border, and I'm going to see what happens. I know now that... Um, I did work years and years ago in Palestine and Israel, and I went, and I'd done all this research, and I thought, okay, this is what it's going to be, and I got there, and it was something totally different, and I think you have to have your, give yourself permission for that to happen. You have to give yourself permission to let the end product be something different. You have to let yourself fail. Um, the world of an artist is a lot of trial and error, and I have a lot of friends who... You know, I think there's a big thing in failing faster and just learning from it and just trying yeah. the next thing. Or you know, And sometimes you have this great idea and you dream it up and you carry it around in your head and then you realize it and it's, you just go, oh, that's not <laughs> it. Oh, and then you don't show yeah. it to anybody yeah. and then, or you do show it to anybody and you talk about it and then you figure out the next place to go. What I find is I try to f- listen to the questions that people ask me really closely when I share my work, and then that is always the next thing that I, they give me the clues to where the work needs to go. But for me, I think it's about working every day, allowing myself to throw the work out if I don't, if it's just a part of the process. And the, Yeah, I think what stymies a lot of people is either that fear of failure mm-hmm. or trying to force a failure through as uh, a as finished work. Because you've put so much time into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do know what you're saying. <laughs> I do. So I think that's one thing I've kind of learned over time is it's okay to fail, and but it's it's not. It's about what you do from that. It's like yeah, what, you what lear- happens what, after Yeah, that. what you learned from it or what you add to it or it gives you – it gives you you figure out a way around it, and those are the interesting thing and I things. And I think it's also looking at the spaces in between, like it's the spaces where there is conflict or the 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 borders that you come up against um, on a daily basis that you learn from, and that's where it, the conversation gets complicated and interesting. And oh, you just want to talk about it. And sometimes you know it's such a we're talking about all the hard stuff, but sometimes you do something and you just know when you do it that it works. Mm-hmm. And you do it for yourself. And then the other stuff will come after that. And I think that's part of it. It's about sort of being true to yourself. Three years ago, I went to the... I spent all this time at this monastery, this cloistered monastery in Italy. And I went three years ago and it was a point in my life where things had really shifted and... I believe that you should, as an artist, let yourself find pleasure and look at, engage with the things that your eye wants to look at. So on this trip, I just 
I didn't know what I was going to make work about, but I knew I liked this paper, this particular paper that looks like skin and is really thin and mm -hmm. kind of fragile yet really strong. And so I had a whole batch of it made. I figured out what I wanted to draw on it with, what I wanted to paint on it with. And then I just took these little scraps of lace that I had collected over the years. And they were collars and doilies and they were anonymous and they were just things that I had in my studio. And I just took a handful of those bits and pieces of things made by women and I took them to the monastery and I just started. And I, what I did was gave myself permission to throw it all out. I just said to myself, if at the end of the summer, I don't like any of this stuff, I'm not even going to ship it home. I'm just going to tear it up, and that will be fine. And so I think I just gave myself permission to just fail, I guess. Mm -hmm. And anyways, and then, and then I said, okay, you're going to make a mark every day. You know, and some, some days it was really just a mark, but a lot of days it was, you know, it was just this continual thing, and it's additive, and, it, and it, um, in the end you have... 60 pieces and they get more complicated and you refine them as you go mm -hmm. and when you're in the work you don't always know what it's about and I find that for me fresh work is hard to talk about so sometimes I need a year or two to really see what the work is about. Well thank you very much. <laughs> okay well, thank you. Check back at ieh.unc.edu for the latest news on our fellows and upcoming events at Hyde Hall. You can also find all our episodes of the podcast on our website, as well as iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at IH underscore UNC.